With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Gabriella with Soaring Eagle Ministries. It's Labor Day morning. So praise God for this opportunity to be back on TalkShoe. I thank the Lord for everyone that is signed up and signed in and those who will be hearing this recording later on. Um, So I'm just praying for each one of you to hear what the Spirit is saying to you in this hour. Father, we just thank you right now that we can come with prayer and supplications and with thanksgiving, Father, that we already thank you for the outcome of what we're asking you and that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or hope for according to the power that works within us, that resurrection power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Father, we thank you for answering our prayers. We thank you for that that you hear when we come in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that even today, Father, that we could see that Jesus Christ in us is the hope of glory, that there is glory, that we're talking about the Father of glory this morning, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Yes, I just want to talk about the Father of glory, and about two or three weeks ago, um, I ended up in the book of Job. And in Job 22 and 21, and I'm going to read that scripture to you. It says, Job 22, starting in verse 21, Acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace. By that you shall prosper and great good shall come to you. Receive, I pray you, the law and instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty and submit and humble yourself before him, you will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tent, if you lay gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook, considering them of little worth, and make the Almighty your gold and the Lord your precious silver treasure, Then you will have delight in the Almighty, and you will lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him, and he will hear you, and you will pay your vows. And I just kind of got stuck on it, and I know that it is in the book of Job, and different things happened in the book of Job, and Job's friends were talking and giving advice to Job. But I believe this was like a tailor-made message for me that day, Uh, that, you know, acquaint yourself with God, that he is the Father of glory, that he is the God Almighty, and that we treasure him more than gold, that we treasure him more than anything else in our life. And just to remember once again, you know, he calls us to remember him. He calls us, that's why he has the feasts. You know, we're coming up to Rosh Hashanah next weekend, um, the Feast of Trumpets. 
and he has these different feasts for the Jewish people. And, you know, they're all in biblical. You can read about them and study about the different kind of feasts. But I believe he gives us those feasts to, to remember, to celebrate who he truly is. And, you know, Jesus Christ in us is truly the hope of glory. And we have a father of glory. When uh, Paul was praying in the book of Ephesians, in Ephesians 1.17, he was referring to the father of glory. And, you know, how can you even explain that, what that means? Uh, Let me just read in Ephesians 1.17, and this is in the Amplified. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets and the deep and intimate knowledge of him. You know, all of these mysteries and secrets are hidden in Jesus Christ. But when Paul was saying, the father of glory, and you may want to read the scripture again and really think about that. You know, Paul saw something. Paul knew the Father, he knew the Son, Jesus, and he knew the Holy Spirit, very intimate. And he became more and more acquainted with him, more and more familiar with the Father of glory. But having that glorious Father in your life and understand, it has to be a revelation. It has to be an encounter. You know, we read the Word of God, but if you really get into what Jesus was saying and and the parables that he was teaching and all the different things that are happening, especially right now in the New Testament I'm talking about, you can just be there. You know, you can just imagine um, to be there, to be a part of it. And sometimes it really has to be experienced. Jesus gave us, the Father of glory gave us emotions for a reason, not misused emotions, but even Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus when Lazarus was dead. But Jesus knew that Lazarus was only sleeping, that he would be raised up from the dead. So why was he weeping? But yet he had those deep emotions. And he was like us. That's why he came as a person, to be like us, to feel the way we feel and that we could come to him, our great high priest. You know, he has, he, he was without sin. Yet he died for us, for our sins. So we look to him because he is that hope of glory. And we have a father of glory that we can turn to every day, every morning, every night, every afternoon, every moment in your life. But it's a revelation. You know, we need for revelation. We need to be more acquainted with, acquaint yourself with him. It says in Job 22, 21, and the word acquaint, acquaint also means is to agreeing with God. It's agreeing with what he's saying about us. It's, it's really to agree, but to be acquainting, it's becoming more familiar. You know, I need to know the Father's heart. And I think it's so important that even when bad things happen in our lives, you know, when we have calamities coming, we have situations, we have deaths, we have unbelievable situation all over the world with earthquakes and airplanes just disappearing. People are um, 
dying left, right, and center. You know, Syria, the, the, the refugees that are coming out of Syria right now, they're coming out of a war-torn nation, and they're making that trek all the way into Europe with just horrendous situations they have to encounter and overcome. But praise God, there is something God has planned for them. There's something that he's going to do in their lives. Amen? So there's always something God has planned. And we need to know the heart of the Father. I need to know when I don't understand his hand, when I don't understand the situation that are very adverse, then I need to know the Father's heart. And the heart of the Father is to do good. But he also corrects and disciplines. If we have a good Father... And the Bible talks about that. You know, we have to be corrected as his children. And I love correction, to be honest. I don't get upset if I do something wrong and the Holy Spirit tells me, now, this was not right. You know, you should, you should um, reassess what you're doing here. And I really thank him. I thank him for being there and showing me the truth. And then I can turn. You know, repentance means to return Turn from your ways. Turn from the situation. Change your mind. You know, it's it's a lot of things are happening in our minds. All of those thought patterns that we have, and that's why we have to renew our mind every day by the washing of the water of the word. So we think God's thoughts, and His thoughts are good thoughts towards us. Yeah. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. And he has something good planned for us. But sometimes we have to go through some difficult times, through the shadow of the valley of death. But see, he leads us. Our great shepherd leads us through it. We don't remain in it, but he leads us through it. So we have to know the Father's heart. We have to know that Jesus, our great shepherd, that we can hear his voice. And that we can understand what he's saying to us at this moment in time. So acquaint yourself. doesn't mean just temporary or um, nonchalant, but it's really getting to know the Father intimately, to really know what his heart is all about. And, you know, I like in John 15 that it says, abide in him. You know, I have to abide in, in the Lord. And I have, and I can, I get to, I don't have to, but I could choose to. Why not? It's, it's amazing. Because apart from him, I can't do anything, which means I could do a lot of things in my own flesh and in my own strength, but I would love to rather do the things that the Father has me to do. So I could do these things. I can do these because it's going to be an, an outflow. You know, thereby good will come to you. It says in Job twenty two twenty one, good will come to me because I know my Father. I know my Father's heart, and I know what Jesus has planned, and I know that I have the Holy Spirit who comes alongside of me. So I I can engage with with what heaven has for me. So I rejoice in that. You know, and I I'm really learning that I can just truly trust His faithful heart. At all times, he has, there's a faithful heart the Father has. There's a faith, faithful, you know, it's full of faith. It's, it's there. He's there. He's never going to change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. 
He's not going to change. He's going to be faithful to his word. He's going to be faithful to the promises that he's given us. Amen? The promises that he has given to you. And I want to call you to remembrance this morning what are those promises that he's given you. Philippians 4, 19 and 20 says, And my God, here's Paul again, saying, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. We give him all glory. You know, and he supply all of our needs. And, and Paul was talking to the Philippians Christian, Philippian Christians because they had a heart to give towards what God has planned for them and had planned for Paul. And together they were able to do something for Christ. And then he said, you know, all of your needs are going to be met. My Father, my God, my Father shall supply all of your needs. Are your needs are supplied? Yes. Probably, if you're listening to it, probably your needs are being met by Christ. They are met according to his riches in glory. There's the glory again, in glory in Christ Jesus. There's no lack in the heavenly places. And you're already seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. And even when we pray the Lord's Prayer every day, You know, we pray that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for our daily needs and we ask him for today. It's today. And I don't worry about tomorrow. Today you're alive. Today your needs are being met. The grace of God is sufficient right now in your situation. And I was listening to um, somebody talking about two martyrs that were getting ready to be martyred. And one was a more mature saint. The other one was kind of a young believer. And they both were awaiting their fate. And so the young believer was asking the more mature, he said, aren't you afraid? Aren't you worried about what you're going to do tomorrow because we're going to be martyred tomorrow? Why aren't you troubled by that? How are you going to, if it's going to hurt? And he had all these questions. So the mature one was saying, well, he said, today my need is met, and today the grace of God is sufficient for me today. I don't have the grace of God that that he's going to give me tomorrow for the situation I'm going to walk through. Tomorrow, that grace is not given to me today. But today's grace is sufficient for everything I do. So don't worry about tomorrow. And Jesus was telling us, don't worry about tomorrow because there's there's enough to be, uh, you know, enough that you have to deal with today. But today's grace is sufficient. Today you can have all your needs met. Today you can see the Father's loving hand move mightily in your behalf. I love that. I just really love that. And it is in his glory. He has supplied everything in his glory. He has supplied everything when we stay in his presence. Our needs are met. And more than that, you know, he do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or hope for. So he's doing even better than what we can even ask. Because sometimes we don't even know what he has planned for us. But he knows. So he is giving us what we need. And he's training and equipping us by the Holy Spirit. 
and all the different teachers that he brings into our lives so we can be equipped and trained to the work to do the work of the ministry and that is glorious to me because he is such a loving father the father of glory that we can look towards and in second corinthians 4:17 and 18 you know it talks about the momentary light afflictions don't even compare to the glory that shall be revealed and that we're supposed to look not at the things that we're seeing you know, those things are temporary. Everything you can see is temporary. The house that you're living in is temporary. But the things that are unseen, the things in the spirit realm, the things in heavenly places that are unseen to the natural eye, they are, only, they are eternal. You know, the, we want to sow into the eternal. Those things when you pray, those things that he will show us. You know, he says, eyes have not seen. Let me just go to that scripture. I have not seen. Okay. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 12. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So see, he can reveal these things to us by his spirit. Whenever we have need of, we we keep coming to him, we keep asking and knocking, and, and he will bring us through his spirit, he will reveal those things because the physical eye has not seen, but the ear, the ear has heard. It has not even entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So this the natural, natural ear, the natural eye, and if we in in the natural, if we in the flesh, so to speak, then we can't even hear or see. But when we in the spirit, because Romans eight talks about it, those that are in the flesh are in their carnal mind. When you're in your carnal mind, then you can't even understand the things of, of the spirit. And literally, the the carnal mind is at enmity. Is always against the Spirit of God. Because people that are carnal-minded, they can't even understand what God is doing in the Spirit. But see, we have the Holy Spirit in us. If you're born again by the Spirit of God, if you're a follower of Christ, you know, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you know, he will show you, if you remain in his word, he, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And it's the Holy Spirit that works within us mightily. And he can reveal to you all of the things that God has planned for you. Hallelujah. It might not be all in one day because <laughs> sometimes we can't even fathom. So, you know, he's given me glimpses in the Spirit. He's given me, um, years ago, he's given me a uh, vision about stadiums being filled and preaching in stadiums and preaching in large places. And I still see that. I, uh, that was something that he gave, gave, me, gave me back then, but it has taken a long time. It has taken the process of me to be sanctified and working towards it. So when you get a prophetic word or you get a vision or you get a dream, that doesn't always mean it's immediate, okay? May I remind you of Joseph in the book of Genesis who has been who was given a dream that his brothers would be bowing down to him 
but it would took him a long time, and it took things that had to happen in his life, you know, being thrown in a prison, being in part of his house, um, his wife trying to seduce him, and, you know, ending up in prison, and being sold, first of all, by his brothers, and all these horrific things that happened to him, yet he ended up where God had him, what was promised. So you may want to read that story again about Joseph. But see, he saw the vision, but we need to mature because we can not just be zealous. And a lot of times we have to keep these things inside of us and ponder these visions and dreams that God has given us, the things that he has spoken to you. You have to ponder in your heart. It's like Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. She pondered all these things that she was shown in her heart. She couldn't just go out there and say, well, I'm going to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and I will be pregnant by the Spirit of God and I will give birth to my son, Jesus Christ. I mean, she had to ponder that in her heart because she wasn't even married. So she could have been stoned to death for all of that. So... Here she was, she knew she needed to ponder it. But again, God will reveal to you through his spirit. So for the spirit searches all things, I'm back in 1 Corinthians 2.10. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. We want to know the deep things of God. We want to know the intimate things of God. So acquaint yourself, get intimate, get to know the Father's heart, the Father of glory's heart. Verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Wow. Here we go. Now we have received not the spirit of the world. So you have been born again by the spirit of God. John 3, 16. The whole John 3 is amazing. You have been born again by the spirit of God. You did not, you did not receive the spirit of the world. But you have the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So again, the Holy Spirit, rely on the Holy Spirit to show you those things. As you stay close to the Father of glory, as you stay close, you know, we have that trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. And that is a mystery all by itself. But each of them have, uh, let's say, a different part to play. Now, that's kind of, how could you say that about the Father of Glory has a part to play? But just to, for the sake of trying to understand that there's three in one, they, all, they are in unity. Now, the three are always in unity. They are not working against each other. That's why we need to be in unity. That's why we need to acquaint and agree with God, to be in unity. And that's the... That's the prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17, it was all about the unity, about the unity amongst the brethren and about the unity that we need to have with Christ, to be one with him, to be one with the Father, just like Father was one with Jesus. So that was the, the heart of Jesus Christ to, you know, to pray that prayer. This is 
important to be in unity, that it's important to be in agreement, and firstly to be in agreement with God, man. But the Spirit of God will reveal those things. He will reveal it, but you need to take time out with him. That's why it says acquaint yourself with God and then be at peace, you know, have the peace of God uh, upon you, have the peace of God be with you. The peace of God um, is like, the peace is like an umpire. The peace will lead and guide you. If you're in unrest, if you don't have peace inside of you, you cannot even hear a lot of times the voice of the Lord or the Spirit speaking to you. That's why we need our eyes to be enlightened, just like um, Paul was praying that um, the Father of glory to grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation, but then also that our eyes are enlightened, that we can see and hear spiritually what he's saying, what the Spirit is saying, even to the church and every individual in the body of Christ. We need to have ears to hear and eyes to see what he's saying to us. So thereby, good will come to you. It's because we know him, because we hear what he has. We have the peace of God. Jesus Christ is the peace. He's the, he is shalom. He's peace. And, he, you know, he, will, he said to us that um, not to be anxious for anything. And to have the peace that he gives his peace, not as the world gives, but he gives us his peace. So his peace is above any other peace. There's a true peace of Jesus Christ. And I just pray right now that that peace is settling upon you, that that peace will become real to you right now, that you really feel to be to to know your Father of glory deeper and just to acquaint yourself and to agree with him even further. And to have that peace that passes all understanding, that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And that good will come to you. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Don't let fear control your emotions. But have the peace of Christ. And know that God is a God of love and that there is unfailing love. His unfailing love, his perfect love will cast out all fear. Amen? So you can be without fear. You can be full of his peace. You can hear what the Father is saying to you today and in the days to come. And uh, I thank you, Father, for that right now, that there's just such a peace settling upon everyone, a peace to come into their mind, that, that the mind, some of you, your minds are racing. It's all over the place. You can't even, you can't even go to sleep at night because of your mind is being so busy. So I pray right now that peace of Jesus to be settling upon your mind. And remember that you need to be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with thanksgiving and prayer and supplication. So you thank him already for the outcome when you bring your prayers and your supplication to him. And then that peace of God that passes all understanding. can't even understand that peace, but it's going to settle upon you. And I'll just take time before you go to sleep and let it settle upon you so your mind is quieted, your soul is at peace with Christ, and you can go to sleep and he will minister to you even in your sleep because he ministers to his beloved even in your sleep. Amen. Don't be fearful of what you hear and see around you. These are temporal things, remember? 
you have to, uh, to focus on the eternal things, the things that God is saying, the word of God, the promises of God, and stay close to him because good will come to you. There will be this overflow of his presence, this overflow coming, the goodness of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, I'm going to stop here to this week. Um, we're going to pick up probably in two weeks. Next Monday is going to be Rosh Hashanah, and I will be in a feast, feasting. <laughs> And I hope you're um, celebrating Rosh Hashanah as well, or at least thinking about it or finding out what that means. Um, I, the, today I was talking about the Father of Glory. That was my heading. And um, out of all of this, I only did a, a few things today. There's so much more. So I'll probably be picking up on it again soon in two weeks on a Monday morning at 11 a.m. Um, so I'm inviting you to come back to this call. And also I wrote a book about the Father of Glory. Actually, it's like a Bible study for discipleship. And it's more like a guide. Um, and it has seven lessons. So this is going to print here very shortly. Um, it should be available in about two weeks through Amazon. I do have a, if you type in my name on the books on Amazon, I have an author page that should pop up, pop up. And you can see all the different books that are available. I also have a book in French. And uh, a dear sister, she just uh, translated it, a Canadian, uh, French-Canadian sister in the Lord. She was gracious to translate it, bless her Lord. <laughs> And now uh, those books are going to Haiti. I'm really excited about that, and it's a devotional. So I'm really thankful for the for the Lord to just bring it into the lives of the Haitian Christians and the leaders there. Um, if you want to check out more about Soaring Eagle Ministries, uh, you can see it on the talk show. It's uh, www. I'm going to type it in right now for those who can see it. www.soaring and then eagle inc dot org. So soaring eagle inc. Soaring eagle and then inc inc is short for incorporated. So soaring eagle inc dot org. And then Soaring Eagle Inc. is all one word, okay? So I'll see you next week. Praise the Lord. Or in two weeks, I should say. Once in a while, just check in to the talk show, spread your wings and soar, because every so often I just have like some sound bites and different things that I just feel to record spontaneously. So just keep checking in. God bless you and have an amazing day in Jesus Christ. Bye-bye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.